I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Oh, salute. Thanks to have you. Blessed to see that you're here. Blessed to see that you have you listening. Hope that your week is going great. And if your week ain't going great, you know, it's still some time. And also, it ain't always got to be a perfect week. It ain't always got to be a good week. I think that even we can learn a lot from a bad day. We can learn a lot from a bad day. So, you know, keep that in mind. I just got uh, just got in, kind of doing, wanted to do this here when I was on my way over here um, to record. It was an accident on the freeway, and um, people jumping into the lane as I got closer. I was noticing that people were getting into the lane where the accident was at. It's like it was an accident ramp, and I'm, you know, the lane next to it is just open, you know. So I'm flying down the lane. I'm sitting here thinking like. The, the ramp that the accident was on is actually where I should have gotten off at, but I'm not about to sit here and sit in a line that's like a mile back. Like, oh yeah, let me get this lane. This look like this is moving right along. So I went ahead and I noticed that there was an accident. I'm like, just the curve that it was, like it's a very curvy exit um, ramp to get onto another freeway. And I'm like, they probably was doing too much. They was doing too much. And actually, now that I think about it, when I was on my way to the gym this morning, it was another car that was off on the side. Probably going around that corner too fast. That's just a note to myself. It also kind of tied into the morning motivation, but just me thinking about that, that's a message. Message! Keep your eyes on that speed. Slow down. So the morning motivation today deals with speed limits brought in from a listener here so also once again morning motivation text motivate me to 31996 to be added to the morning motivation text thread messages come monday through friday mornings to motivate inspire and empower you and if you know anybody else that might be in need of those three components feel free to have them text motivate me to 31996 to be added on there feel free to drop your name in there they are personal messages so if you want to respond and they are interactive so if you want to respond i respond back so without further ado let's jump into this one because this is a uh, this is a good one here this is a good one so morning motivation for today how many of us obey the speed limits on the roads we travel do you do the minimum the maximum or are you going faster than you should be going I know that I typically do go a little faster but how are you when the speed changes on the road how quickly do you adapt to 35 miles per hour to a school zone of 20 miles per hour how about when you've been going down a road and you finally get caught by that yellow light that you know you should probably stop for what about on the freeway when the speed limit switches suddenly but you saw the sign approaching i noticed that a lot of times we don't pay attention to the speed shifts in our lives mm-hmm. most of the time 
God could be telling us to go and we stop, slow down, or we keep speeding. Speed up some more and then slow down some more. Let's face it, we have seasons where we are just not that good at paying attention to our speeds or obeying them. There's a reason for various speed limits and accelerations in our lives. Take heed when you see them or hear them. How do you know you're going too fast, too slow, or to stand still? So first of all, first of all, two quick things I just want to mention. I don't do the speed limit. And when I say I don't do the speed limit, I don't do like if it's a 35, 35 miles per hour, I rarely do 35 miles per hour on a dot. I don't think there's most, most people don't. Like, we're not even about to sit here and sugarcoat it. You either go much lower under it, you either go under it, or you're over it. But most people don't do 35 miles per hour. Sometimes I put the speed, if I got a cop next to me and I want to be a little, you know, smart, but even then I don't do 35 miles per hour on a dot. I put the, I put the cruise control at like 36, 37. And, you know, I just cruise with him until he get to where he got to go. But, you know, even on the freeway, um, if it's 65, I'm doing 70. It's, it's just how it is. Unless I'm, you know, having a 107.3 to wave kind of day, which you can only understand if you're from Cleveland. Unless I'm having one of them days where I want to, you know, cruise at a 60, 55 or something like that. And even at that rate, I'm going to get out of the fast lane. I'm not going to be that guy in the fast lane doing 55. I feel like the fast lane is designed for those who are willing and ready to get a ticket for today. That's just me. That's just how I feel. It's like you shouldn't be in the fast lane unless you are prepared to get a ticket today. Like, that's just what it is. Because truth be told, it's it's the fastest lane out there. If the speed limit is 65, you're going 65 or better. So technically, if you're doing better than 65 and the speed limit is 65, you're prepared to get a ticket. So I feel like that lane should be, if you're not prepared to get a ticket, you probably shouldn't be in the fast lane. That's just how I feel about it. But the point of the message today is how often do we pay attention to the speed limits in our life? You know, I have a friend of mine who, and we've all been here, a friend of mine who is always struggling about when God wants them to move. Like, they might have the plan, but they feel like it's not time for them to move. They may, you know, and in them situations, it's like, how do I know that God is telling me to go? First of all, God gives us vision. Okay. I think a lot of times, and Miles Moreau speaks a lot on this, bless his soul. God, Miles Moreau speaks a lot on this. And I believe that God um, gives us vision that is so big sometimes that a lot of times, the majority of the times he gives us vision so large and so, so abstract and so beautifully painted that we can't even believe that that is the vision for our life. Like, oh God, that's just too far-fetched. That that can't be me. Or we'll find something that, ah, oh, no. It's like it's like seeing a green light and it's like, eh, I don't, hmm, yeah, I don't know if that's the way I'm supposed to go. I don't know if I'm supposed to, supposed to be going that way. But we're so conditioned by society to knowing what a red light, yellow light, and green light represent so we know that when we see a green light, we know it's time to go. The problem is we don't spend enough time with God to know what red light, green light, yellow light means. So that when we see those green lights come up in our lives, we like, does eh, this mean go? And eh, does this mean slow down? So a lot of that's why I say a lot of times I think that that's that's a big issue. And 
there are even times in life for, and I think different people struggle with different areas. And I also think that that depends on the season that you're in. So an example for me is I'm always used to moving. I'm always used to doing a lot of projects. And I might've mentioned this on an episode before. Um, but before I got married, you know, I was working on a lot of different things. And, and that year that I was planning for my wedding, I actually had to really change my speed. And I hadn't been used to moving at a speed like that in probably forever. So when I first had to adjust the speed to not doing as much or adjust my pace in life, it really was a little uncomfortable. Because at first it was like, yeah, this doesn't seem right. However, however, when God changes your, your pace in life, um, God changes your pace in life. It's not necessarily something that you have control over. It's it's literally like being on the freeway and there's traffic and then you have to slow down because the car in front of you, the car to the side of you are, have slowed down to a certain pace. So it kind of forces you to slow down. It's like being in an area where the speed limit is 70 miles per hour and you're now going into a spot where it's now 50 miles per hour and it's a well-known speed trap. So it would be in your best interest to slow down. But when God wants you to slow down or speed up, he makes a lot of signs and he gives you a lot of assistance to aid in this. I think the issue becomes our transitions. I think the issue becomes when we do we are we paying attention to these things or are we not? So one of the things that I was kind of just looking up, I was I'm pretty sure it had to do something with some politics, too. But one of the simple things I was looking up was why were speed limits even established? OK, so from the base, from the from the simplistic level, of course, uh, speed limits were created for safety reasons. OK, but also another reason I didn't know this was. Um, some that when when speed limits were actually first established, not all states had them. Only just certain areas. It was pretty much upon that state to decide whether they wanted to implement those speed limits or not. But those speed limits were really created to keep, um, you know, drivers safe. The same way they decided after a while of having automobiles that we were going to put safety belts in the vehicles. They were to keep the passengers safe. They're like death is costly. You know, not only is death costly for the for the for the automobile industry, but it's also costly for everybody around us, whether it's emotional, you know, on these different levels. So it's not just a financial cost that's being taken into effect. When you add in all of the components of death, it's a pricely thing. So it's like, okay, we need to implement some some safety. We need to implement some safety features. So that's one of the reasons why I feel like God has implemented these changes in our pace. Okay, I need to implement some safety features because I know if there's no speed limit on their life, then they're just going to go. Okay, so and I also feel as though God being our lives is like and yeah, this is this is a it's a heavy it's a heavy it's a God body episode. So back in the day, they put a um, what is called a governor. So. Governors have not been around so that long, as long as one may think. So a governor was used to limit, control, or measure the speed in an automobile. Okay, these were first used. I think it was a guy named Wilson Pilcher, or Wilson Pilcher, who um, was the first one to design it. Um, it was actually invented by a guy named James Watts, I think. 
um, which it, which allow for it to be used in automobiles. But what these governors do is kind of help us regulate our speed in our vehicles. And for God, if you don't have that, a lot of times uh, God kind of, he is that, that governor inside of us that kind of helps us to regulate our speed and kind of regulate um, the speeds that's going around us. And a lot of times, um, a lot of times if we're not paying attention to that speed, then we can put ourselves into, you know, more danger and more dangerous situations. So one of the things that I learned, and I think this is, this is helpful when we're comparing this to life is if it's raining, do you know when the, when the most dangerous time is for the roads? Okay. So it could either be when it first starts raining it could be once the rain has been raining for a while, or it could be after the rain has subsided. Okay, all of these involve wet roads. But the most dangerous time for the roads in conditions like these is when it just starts raining. Okay. So, and this, this is, there's going to be a lot of like, uh, metaphors to like your, your vessel, because there's a lot of comparisons to it, but the reasons why the roads are more dangerous when the weather, when rain or something like that just starts is because there are so many vehicles on a road leaking. You're leaking, you're leaking emotional debris, spiritual debris, mental, you're, you're just leaking all over life. You're leaking. Um, and the cars that we drive leak daily, they leak oil, antifreeze gas all these fluids are on the road okay so when it rains these these fluids are activated so they are activated they're brought to the surface okay that first fresh rain it activates it right so now you have oil which is very slick you know you have these chemicals on the road mixing with this water so it makes the roads more slippery more dangerous when the weather first begins so that's why it's not the smartest idea to do 65 in a 65 mile per hour zone when the wind, when the rain has just started as though like the weather conditions haven't changed because the roads are at their most dangerous. That's why when you see the most accidents and you think that, Oh wow, it just rained and there's so many accidents or, Oh wow. This is like the first snow of the season. Oh, people just getting acclimated. No, it's because the roads are still the most dangerous during that fresh snow, that first rain, because you have so many chemicals that are also on the road. So when we're transitioning through different stages of our lives, like when we're transitioning through different speeds, and I always heard it said, and I've, I've used this myself, you're either on your way into a storm, in a storm, or you're on your way out of a storm. So if you're in a cycle of your life, where you are entering into a storm and you have been moving at a certain pace, it is in your best interest to one, recognize a storm is coming. And in most of our cases, if we are, if we are in tune with ourselves, if we are in tune with our surroundings, we can most of the time see when a, when a storm is coming. Okay. But even if you can't, you can more than likely feel when a storm is upon you. So it's in our best interest to make sure that we're being aware to change pace. Okay. So that's not something that you need some type of, 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 of a phone call from the heavens above to say, Hey, it's time for you to change pace. That's a great and easy example of knowing that a transition in your life is coming. I need to slow down because when those conditions change, when we're faced with, um, with challenging days, 
and we're moving into those challenging days with the same speed that we were moving moving at prior to we we set ourselves up for danger especially if and we are leaking because we're all leaking some of us have bigger leaks than others but we all leaking something on this road of life you know what i mean so it's that's that's just a fact and when i say that we're leaking i'm basically saying we're not perfect so we all have something that we're leaving on the road and even if you quote unquote aren't leaving something on the road you're still doing life with others so their leaks are on the road too so when we're going into different areas of our lives we have to be mindful especially traumatic events especially rain moments of life we have to be mindful to take that foot off the gas okay just take that foot off the gas okay something else i noticed have you ever noticed how most freeway on-ramps or exits have curves? Okay. I know that where I where I live, there's a freeway um, entrance ramp, entry ramp. There's a freeway entry ramp right right around the corner from me. So when you get on the freeway, it's a it's a huge loop. It's almost like a yeah, it's like a half circle loop just to get on the freeway, and you literally can't get on this get on this freeway busting out you know, 50 miles per hour. If you were literally to jump on it on the on the ramp doing 50, you're probably going to curve it. It even has signs on it that says this is the speed limit you should be doing. 25 miles per hour. Okay. So you get on there and then on top of that it's a merging lane. So you have traffic that's already have speed that already has speed gained coming into your lane or you're coming into their lane, I should say. So you're coming around the corner, you're gaining speed. You know, you're coming from a stop, you're gaining speed, 25 miles per hour. By the time you bend that corner, you can now begin to gain that speed. But you also have to be cautious of oncoming traffic, okay? So you have to be cautious of the traffic that's coming on. But as you're getting on this freeway, you're gaining speed, you're gaining speed, okay? To the point where now you're on the freeway, you've checked your you've checked your mirror, you've checked that merging lane to see if, make sure you're not interfering with somebody else you know what i mean you've got your speed and now you're in motion now you're in your lane you can transition lanes you can switch lanes now 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 you're on the road okay the same rule applies when you're getting off the freeway exit if you notice a lot of freeway exits have curves okay they have curves where it's like okay i'm getting off i have to slow down i have to slow down to get off of this exit ramp okay so we oftentimes experience curves in our entrance into a new endeavor yet it serves a greater purpose than simply slowing us down okay it's helping you to gather a safe speed for the road ahead okay so let's let's kind of break that down so let's say you're you're on the road you're traveling you've been moving good you've been you've been you've been flying you've been in your zone you've been in your space okay and let's say on that road you've been you've been you've been asking for some things you've been setting up for some things you've been planning for some things you got some big goals on your plate you've been asking god for some more you want you've been doing this you've been doing that okay okay but you've been at a steady spate you've been at a steady pace okay so now it's your time Okay, now it's your time. Now it's your time to pick up the speed. Now it's your time to get out there on the road and get in your lane. But you got to hang up because things slowing down a little bit. 
Like this is or 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 just that transition of hitting that curve is like whoa! I was trying to hit this curve with the same speed I was already hitting this road with. Oh, you got to slow down. You had to slow down because, for one, that road that you're heading on is not designed the same way that the road that you've been traveling on was. Secondly, you have to slow down because the road that you're about to get on is faster than the road that you've been traveling on at that steady pace that you were already so comfortable with driving on. So you have to slow down for one, the adjustment to the road. Two, you need to, you have to slow down in order to readjust your speed for the new road that you're getting onto. So a lot of times we look at these transitional periods in life as some type of obstacle. We look at these transitional things as some type of hurdle or stumbling block when really it's just an entrance ramp to the new stage or the new road of your life that you're about to travel. The same thing for getting off of the freeway. Now you can't stay on the freeway your whole life. If you stay on the freeway your whole life, when are you actually getting to the destination that you were even got on the road for? You know what I mean? Like, it's like we want to move at a certain pace. And then it's like when we slow down, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Or when we're moving at a certain pace and then it's time to pick things up, we're like, whoa, wait a minute. It's like you can't get to the destination that you were destined to get to by one, traveling at the same speed the entire duration of the trip. And by two, not stopping. You have to you, you got to stop to get there, don't you? You got to slow down if you're pulling into the driveway, don't you? Like, there's just, just the little things that we have to be cognizant of because when we're getting off of that freeway exit, okay, you've been getting it. You've been going at it. You've been on the, you've been on the road, okay? So two things happen when you're on that freeway and you've been moving fast. Well, a lot of things happen, but I don't want to get complicated because, for one, you could crash which means somebody wasn't paying attention. Something happened, which is not what I'm getting into right now. So that's another situation. It's another podcast episode. Listen to Boundaries and Walls, even though they ain't. Anyways, so when you get off of a freeway exit, you're getting off because you have more road to travel or you have reached your destination. Okay. So if you've been traveling at this high speed, okay, you've been getting there. You've been moving closer to your goals. You might have been attaining them. You're on that road. You you moving. You've been at a certain speed. And then most of the times when we're on that freeway, for some odd reason, we forgot that we had to slow down to get on the freeway and we had to speed up and merge and pay attention to the new surroundings as we got on. We forget that when it's time to get off most of the time. So when you get off and then also when you get off, you might be getting off at a whole new exit. Have you ever been driving on the freeway? I know I have. Have you ever been driving on the freeway and you get off at an exit that you've never gotten off of too fast? And it's like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. That had a little bit too much curve on it. Let me slow down. Okay. Life comes at us the same way. You know what I mean? But it's better to be prepared for the slowdown as opposed to putting yourself into a dangerous situation because you didn't want to slow down. Okay. So it's the same thing. We have to kind of prepare for those situations. We have to prepare for those changes in those speeds. And we have to really be 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 um be um conscious and intentional about how we're maneuvering on the road. So that speed is a, that speed is important. That speed and, and being able to be aware of when it's time to move. But when it's time to move, you have to move. 
Like there has to be there has to be a certain level of trust, okay? Like and it's the same way with us um a traffic light. So of course the light could be green, you go and somebody flies through the light. Of course, it happens. Unfortunately, some schmuck on the road isn't paying attention. It happens. Is that your fault? No. You went where you were supposed to go. And if you have insurance, your insurance company will take care of the situation. Okay? Their insurance will take care of the situation. The assurance on what you believe in, the higher power, our God Almighty, is your insurance. Yes, I said this is a God body episode. So I'm saying that to say that there's a certain level of faith that we have given these three light machines. And it's just a machine. When that machine says it's red, you stop. When the machine says it's yellow, most of the time you slow down. When it's green, you take off. So the same thing applies. The same thing applies when it's time to move. Because a lot of times when it's time to move in life, we feel it. We feel it. It's like, oh, should I move? I think it's smooth. I think it's time to move. That, that feeling is more than likely it's time for you to move. And usually you can feel it. Usually you know it when it's the time that you don't want to, when, it, when it's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? A lot of times we move naturally in spaces that we're already familiar with. And a lot of those times when um, it's time for us to move and it's something that, first of all, you know that this is a purpose that you've been meant to meant to move in because it's already been on your heart. It's already been on your spirit. And now what's stopping you from going is something that's not really positive. It's not really something of God is what's preventing you from continuing to go is fear. It's it's some type of um negative feeling that's not rooted in in godly positive positivity okay so those are those are some of the components that kind of help us when we're rationalizing our way out of why we should go with this green light and all of the reasons are mostly mostly reasons that have that are really counterproductive to to our vision then that's all of a sign that okay it's time for me to move you know sometimes you got to take that leap of faith a lot of times life is built upon bold leaps of faith in which we just have to move and we have to be able to be trusting that that is the move that we should be doing. OK, so I remember and this is another way that that's helpful for us, because I remember when um, one of the old cars, an old car that I had um, when I first got insurance on it, there was a device. I'm going to leave the insurance company nameless because all of them have it now but there was a device that you would plug into your car okay and what this device does is it monitors your driving patterns okay so it monitors if you're like doing you know a lot of accelerating uh hard braking if you drive a certain mile if you drive a certain time of the day that's usually considered high risk um it monitors all of those things okay so what it does is after a certain period of time it kind of goes through all of the data on your driving and it gives a personalized rate. Most of the time you say money, depending on if you're a good driver or not. Um, and a good driver, I mean by those standards I just said, if you avoid those things. So you get a discount. Okay. So after those six months, based upon your driving record and how you maneuver, it says, okay, based upon his, his or her driving, um, we will give you a better rate because you're a lower risk. The insurance company is all about how can we minimize the risk. 
the more risk you are, the higher you pay. The less risk you are, the less you pay. It's pretty much that simple. But what, what that thing was doing was it was holding me accountable, okay? Because sometimes when I would hard brake, it would beep. Or when I was accelerating um, more than I should, it would beep. So those beeps were saying, hey, sir, you're doing a lot of hard braking, buddy. You, you might want to lighten up on that. Hey, sir, you're doing a lot of speeding. You're going a little fast. You might want to lighten up on that, especially, you know, if you want to take advantage of the discount. And if you don't want your insurance company monitoring your terrible driving, you know, so it's like, hey, holding you accountable. I'm here. Hey, hey, just wanted to point that out to you. Not really the best driving moment right there. And a lot of times we don't have those accountability devices around us. Okay. And in the real world, um, when I'm talking about these devices, I'm talking about people. I'm talking about people in our lives that are holding us accountable in different areas of our lives when it comes to our pace. You know, a lot of times we neglect to have those people. We kind of shun them or we might even surround ourselves with one track minded individuals. We only surround ourselves with people who want to drive fast. We only surround ourselves with people who want to drive slow. We only surround ourselves with people who aren't going anywhere and none of those are healthy healthy things to surround ourselves around completely because that's not what life is. So you're like getting a false narrative on how the roads actually work. Because if the road is full of cars that aren't moving, for one, there's no use for a car. And for two, nobody's getting anywhere. So we have to be able to have good people who are willing to hold us accountable who are willing to be transparent with us, who are, and we are willing to do the same. And it's not really about casting a stone. It's about, it's about iron sharpening iron. You know what I mean? We have to be able to, and we also have to be able to recognize those people because a lot of times unhealthy people surround themselves around unhealthy people. So when they hear something healthy, it's like, oh, what, what is that you talking about? And vice versa. Healthy people surround themselves around healthy people and then they hear something unhealthy. It's like, oh, so there's 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 something to be said about making sure that we're surrounding ourselves around people that can help us to um, maintain our, our paces in life. Same thing if you're in a car with somebody. I know I know most of you have probably been this person or been in a car with this person where you're doing something in a car. The light turns green and you still sitting there and they like, hey, it's a green light. You got it. And you're like, oh, OK, cool, cool. So it's like, that's what life is. It's like, oh, that light green. Because a lot of times the passengers on the road of life with us can see things that we can't see and vice versa. They can normally pick up on things that are just like so crystal clear, just like that light turning green that we can't recognize. And it's like, oh, I don't think it's green. It's like, dude, it's clearly green. It's, it's time for you to go. And then on the flip side, it's like, you're moving too fast. You need to slow down. You know what I mean? Or hey, you're not moving at all. What's going on, buddy? I mean, it's, what's talk to me? Let, let's let's talk about it. And there's there's a lot of layers to all of these. There's layers to why we why we only want to move at a certain fast pace. There's reasons behind why we why we're always going so slow. Maybe it's a fear. It could be a fear on both ends. It could be a fear on all three ends. But another layer to that to that accountability 
is being able to have those transparent conversations with those people that we love, those people that are that are with us. Because if you're if you're if you're doing life with people, and that's what I like to refer to it as, you're doing life with these people. You're you're going through life's journeys, ups and downs. And if you're if you have decided to dedicate and and give a piece of your life to this person, then why can't you also give them that certain level of transparency it almost feels counterproductive to not be able to share you know those deeper levels on why you're driving the way that you're driving with somebody that's doing life with you that they might be able to help you say okay that makes sense um but you know you can always do it like this oh you you know you can always drive like this oh you know that lane is open over there you know what i mean that's one of the reasons why God created community. That's one of the reasons why God put us, didn't create one person in every city block. You know what I mean? There's a reason why why we're in community and why we have friends, why we have these relationships, why we have these quote unquote devices to help us become better drivers, help us to become safer drivers. So use that device, for example, that I was talking about earlier. If that device is in my car and I'm braking, hard braking, I'm speeding. I'm driving all of the high-risk hours of the day. I'm just doing what I want. I'm talking on the phone. Probably even got into a couple accidents. And each time this device is beeping, 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 maybe beep, hard beeps. You know what I mean? Just beeping to let me know. And I'm just disregarding them all. Okay. The device did its job. And life is going to do its job by rewarding me with higher insurance payments because or they might even drop me due to how reckless I am so it's like it did its job the device did its job I didn't really do my job I did what I wanted but I didn't necessarily do my job you know what I mean so it's like there's only so much that those people around us can do we also have to be willing to be acceptive of that data that they're giving us we have to also be able to be transparent um, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a growing process. It's a growing process because somebody that you met yesterday, you're not going to be, you know, that open to sh- divulge your life, but also we have to be, you know, if you're smart in choosing your friends and choosing those around you, that all plays a part in it too. So my challenge to you and my homework assignment for you this week is to, um, really just identify the areas in which Identify the speed in which you love to travel. Why do you love to travel at that pace? Why is that your sweet spot? Okay. What is the area that you feel like you could do a better job in? Is it um is it transitioning from a fast pace to a slower pace? Is it transitioning from a slower pace to a fast pace? Is it trans is it transitioning to any pace at all? Or you maybe you're in a stagnant a stagnant space right now. Just spend some time and identify um, what that area is. And like I say, if you're having issues with that area, ask a friend. Ask a friend, hey, what 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 area do you think that I'm in right now? Do you think that I'm moving too fast or do you think that I'm moving fast? They might not say too fast, but do you think I'm moving moving fast through, through my situations right now? Do you do you think I have any blind spots? You know what I mean? Am I am I um do you think I should pick up the speed? Do you think that I've been kind of traveling a little slow on the road of life? You think it's time to pick it up? Hey, have I not been moving? Do, do you feel like I've been stagnant? Now, I think that the stagnant thing is a, is a little tricky area because I think a lot of times um, 
from the beholder, from from the person who's doing the traveling, I think sometimes, and I know I'm, I'm guilty of this sometimes, I can confuse slow movement with no movement, okay? And I have to be um, conscious that my slow movement is still movement and it's not no movement. And those around me um, are able to assist in that and be able to point out those areas where I'm still moving, where I feel like I'm not moving at all, or truthfully, I'm truthfully I'm not moving fast as I want to move. So that's also where I kind of have to remind myself of those curves, those residential roads in life, where it's like, okay, this is this is not the time to move at that fast pace, but the time will come again. So just spend some time identifying the, the area that you the speed in which you like to travel doesn't need some improvement are there blind spots are there are there some hazards on the road you know what i mean what what is it what is it that needs some work with your pace you know and how can how can you do a better job of, of knowing and navigating the speed limits so until the next time, I've been your host for the day and your host always, Sir Evans, signing off with another episode of the Surreal Life Morning Motivation Podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you heard today and then also subscribe to the Morning Motivation text thread by texting 31996. Motivate me to 31996. Salute. Have a blessed week, y'all. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life Morning Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.